Hello. Howdy. Welcome to Murders Per Gallon of Popcorn. Corn. <laughs> we practice this. <laughs> I'm Craig. I'm Craig too. <laughs> you were supposed to say I'm Haley. <laughs> Anyways, the bit is over. I'm Haley. We're Craig. <laughs> We're <laughs> My name is Craig Zalkin. This is Craig Stewart. We're here to talk about fun things. <laughs> and bad movies. Bad movies. But before we do that, let's banta a bit about life in general. So Before we even get into that, you just made me think of something. Ooh. How do you, how would you define banter? Specifically, banta. Banta is some cheeky chat. I would say it's it's like um, the way that I've seen it in practical use on Love Island UK specifically. It's like being able to have like a cheeky conversation, like with someone, like a jokey conversation. A light-hearted, but, like, seri- like you just, like, vibe, I feel like. So when they say, the banta was good, but... Yeah, I guess maybe it's more, like, joking around. But also, like, I feel like banter with, like, Americans... Banter. Ba- there's banta. <laughs> As we say in America. There's banta, and there's banter. <laughs> banter is, like... I would even say... That banter is like having an argument. Wouldn't you say that? Banter back and forth? Yeah. Like going but back and think, forth. Yeah. But the way we use it is like riffing. Yeah. I, I like to use that term. I think I picked that up from Nathan or something. Riffing. Not like that. <laughs> riffing. 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 Where's riffing? Mm. It's just when you're... Talk, someone says something, then someone responds to it and adds to it, and then you do that. Yeah. I do that a lot with my friend Becky. Becky rocks. Becky rocks. Shout out to Becky. We saw her while we were in Georgia, and it was very fun. We cooked her some dinner. And we held her at knife point and forced her to follow MPGP podcasts yeah, on and- Instagram. And she made sure to let me know that she's listened to every episode because if she doesn't, then she knows what will happen to her. So, um, anyway, the fear of God, God, aka MPGP, G hyphen D. (laughs) Um, pronounce that good. Anyways, this is the Banta section. So, let's first talk about, um, as we mentioned last week, it was our friend Amy's birthday, so we're going to talk about it for probably the next few episodes, but Amy, we love you. Um, Basically, she had her little birthday party. We met some of her very cool friends. One of them 
Jolene. Boop, boop, boop. Shout out to Jolene, who has a fucking sick podcast called To T- Die For. D-Y-E. As in Rit Die for clothing because the podcast is about costume design. Yeah. Highlighting women in costume design in the horror genre. And Jolene is a very talented costume designer herself. And she, the reason how Amy knows her is Amy has done some sick work on The Last Drive-In. And Jolene also works on The Last Drive-In. Anyways. Stand up. Jolene, vegan queen. Also vegan. Gotta say... When someone introduce when I when someone is introduced to me as being into horror, feminist, and vegan, I'm like, that's awesome. That's perfect. We, we should be best friends. Like, Correct. So this is our official application, Jolene, to be best friends with you. So hopefully you're listening to our podcast. Let's see. Um, we've seen a lot of very interesting films since <laughs> very since, ter- since Terrifier. <laughs> After we process Terrifier, I, I'm still processing Terrifier. There's a lot to be said there, dude. Can I just say this story? Um, <laughs> so I was working on a Mortal Kombat stream mm-hmm. last week. I do like, um, I'm a video editor for like a gaming and esports agency and we do live streams and I also do like the instant replays. Like there's this like funny little machine that I do work on and basically blah, blah, blah. So the game was Mortal Kombat. So like the fatalities and stuff are these slow motion, like fucking like super gory, like kill shots basically mm-hmm. and they're fucking sick it's like so fucking sick staple of the series staple so like there's one specific one where scorpion goes around he has like this like fiery kind of like chain thing and he like circles around the victim and like pulls it and splits him in half and literally this happened like multiple times it was a four-hour stream and I kept fucking being re-traumatized by Terrifier, thinking about fucking our girl Dawn just being like... Was she our girl, though? She wasn't really our girl, <laughs> but like... <laughs> I mean, I she did not gonna, deserve that. I she thought didn't you were going to say, that. our girl art. <laughs> our girl art uh, splitting not our girl Dawn in half. Basically, when I was in charge of these replay things, I kept, like, including the fatalities because that's the best part of the game. And it we hit, like, the two-hour point of the stream, and the client, like, basically was like, can we not include fatalities in the replays because it's so, a bit much. That's so dumb, though. <laughs> That everyone knows that's the whole point of Mortal Kombat. It's, I know, it's Mortal but Mortal Kombat. These are immortals. <laughs> now I guess they're mortals because they get killed, but <laughs> they're all like aliens and yeah. shit. 
They're like weird. Anyways, we're gonna watch Mortal Kombat after this stream. Lots so. of Mortal Kombat content out yeah. there right now. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, it's probably a good time to be alive. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> but yeah, Mortal Kombat is sick. I fuck with Mortal Kombat. I've always liked Mortal Kombat. Um, or we I was also playing Doom, which we already talked about yeah. in the Terrifier episode. But I remember for the Super Nintendo, I had. At the same time that I got the Doom cart from the Jockey Lot, I also picked up Mortal Kombat, the first one, for the Super Nintendo. And if you remember, that's the one with the outblood. They censored the fucking blood from the arcades and, like, the Genesis version has blood. (laughs) But the fatalities, they just don't hit right if you don't have the blood. It do be hitting different. The whole Um, point, though, is the fucking... It's the point of the game. I know. Like, I understand it can be an esport, but still, like. Yeah. It's hard though, like, because you have like, it's like the client was like more of like a corporate client, probably in breaking NDAs, so we probably should not include that. Okay. Um. Yeah, but it was interesting, like. Um, and it was kind of funny because I sort of like outed myself to my coworkers and to my boss as like a huge fucking freak. I basically was like like afterwards my boss um like kind of took us out to drinks and we were like chatting about it and he like asked me again like if I was like into that. I was like this is actually like really cool. Like I'm like into gore and shit. Like I was like, believe it or not, this is not the most fucked up thing I've seen this week. <laughs> um, but I did not, I was like, I literally just am coming off of fucking watching Terrifier. This does not faze me. Yeah. Um, we are not the same. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was fun. And then I uh, chatted with my other coworker, Greg, who has a podcast called Land Party. So shout out to that. And he is going to give me tips <laughs> to make our podcast production Wait, quality. That's something I want to say. Yes. <laughs> okay. So just something about me personally, I come from a like I was like a punk rocker kid. I felt like ever since I was like a child, I felt like I was like I'm the punk kid. I was like listening i was a rocker dude and the punk like diy raw nature of like the nature of that music it's just informed every other aspect of my life i feel like i just am all about just like in my art and stuff too diy aesthetics do it yourself it's like an anarchist like you don't need like systems in place to do something special. There's like something special about just doing it yourself. Podcasting is the same fucking way. We record this shit shitty as fuck. <laughs> I feel like our personalities will the rawness will shine through. We're podcast punks. <laughs> we're we're rough around the edges, but we're still potent. So we're one hundred percent DIY raw as fuck. Vegan anarcho podcasting, MPGP. 
We're gonna bitch. create a new <laughs> bitch. <laughs> We're creating a new genre of podcasting yeah. called Pod Crust. Yeah. <laughs> pod crusting. Pod poor. Um but yeah, for context, we share a fucking microphone. I record this shit on QuickTime and I edit it on a fucking software that's made for video editing. So do with that information what you will. What have we watched besides that? We've seen... Oh, interesting you should ask because we actually watched this funny little movie called Cocktail (laughs) starring Tom Cruise. (laughs) Y'all... This movie is a horror movie. <laughs> Cocktail. It's horribly, literally. Horribly acted. Horribly act. Fuck. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and go on the record. Fuck Tom Cruise. Period. I'm, I'm, I will happily go on the record as saying Tom Cruise sucks. Um. He's just not. I don't like watching him. It makes me angry. <laughs> the he was like. It was like there were certain scenes in this movie where we just watched Tom Cruise like be so cringy. He's like Mark Zuckerberg or something. You know how like people say Mark Zuckerberg is like a bot or he's like an alien Dude. come to Earth. That's how Tom Cruise seems. Yes. And you know even Tom Cruise has that fucking thing where his teeth aren't in the center of his face. Have you seen that too? <laughs> Like, if you look at Tom Cruise's face and you split him down the middle, one tooth is in between that middle line. Whoa. His teeth, his two front teeth aren't in the middle of his face. There's, there's something <laughs> off about it. Fuck that <laughs> asymmetrical motherfucker. Um, this movie, like, for, like, the reason why we watched... Whoa. <laughs> doesn't there... There just seems to be something wrong about that. Am I... Right, like he's crooked AF. I am. Let's be crooked. Um, the reason why we watch this movie is because when I was little, I don't know how I discovered it. I think it was just like on the movie channel. But I was like, Oh, I'll watch this co- Oh, I actually think I got it from like VH1's like I love the eighties or something, like that kind of thing. Where they talked about this movie. And I was like, ew, oh my god, Craig just showed me the worst photo of Tom Cruise I've ever seen in my life, and I will be having nightmares. No, he has like three, okay, he has like three to four buttons undone on his shirt, and it's just like too much. Does he have a missing tooth? Yeah, and the glasses. He has a missing tooth, you guys. This is not a drill. Like, Tom Cruise (laughs) is scary. Um... But We're I so saw this. Mean. I know. Whatever. Tom Cruise is not gonna fucking listen to this podcast. Ha ha ha. JKFS. You find you find out that me and Craig have been murdered by Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> for, for slandering his. And yeah. The reason high. why I put cocktail on the TV and subjected Craig to this is because I saw the movie when I was young, when I was little, and I remember being like so. Like, wow, I want to be a bartender. <laughs> I literally was like, I think I like, re- I, I remember a conversation I literally had with my mom being like, I want to like be a bartender when I grow up. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> um, 
And I remember when I was little, this movie being completely different than what I watched the other day. Like, I had this, like, kind of, like, idea that, like, he was a bartender in Vegas, and I thought that he was, like, involved with, like, mob people. Like, I literally thought that that was the plot of the movie, and then we watched something completely different. I'm, like, don't know what... I was thinking. This sounds like one of the Man- Mandela effects. Yes. But just for me. <laughs> just in my life. It's so weird, y'all. Um, but anyways. Maybe there, but maybe there is a movie out there that's like the one you're thinking of. And it's like you just keep confusing these two movies that are very similar and from the same era. There has to be. I don't maybe know. Maybe you saw Roadhouse or something. I did not see Roadhouse. By the way, Roadhouse is the fucking best movie ever made, period. Um, Roadhouse is a slasher. Honestly, we should maybe (laughs) do Roadhouse on this podcast because there is murder. I don't know how many kills there are. I know the old man farmer dies. Does the, like, mob that runs the bar kill him? Patrick Swayze kills a lot of men in that movie. Does he kill them or just... He kills them with his karate moves and there's explosions... There's tons of explosions. Dude, there's like, okay, we're, okay, maybe the next uh, Friday the 13th break we do Roadhouse. But I thought the only confirmed kill of that movie was that the, like, mob people killed um, the farmer that he was, like, staying on his land. They like, definitely did. rolls into town, finds a farmer to, like, sleep, like, he's like, I need a place to crash, mind if I, like, crash in your barn or something, basically. And <laughs> I- I'm here to fix up the Oh, my bar. God. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're so off. Okay. Right. Cocktail. Let's just, like, fucking, like, Cocktail do a one-liner. Is a shitty Don't watch this fucking imitation. movie. <laughs> There's no explosions. There's, well, one guy dies. It's just basically, like, just watching Tom Cruise at, like, probably the most cringiest he, he has ever been. doing Being a bartender in Manhattan. He's dancing. Oh, my God. I'm going to puke. Every time there's a scene, because it's, like, supposed to show his, like, evolution as, like, a fucking bartender. And, like, you're supposed to be, like, oh, like, this guy's cool. And, like, every time they... so lame. He looks so lame. Like, literally me and Craig kept looking at each other. And I swear to God, like, we both wanted to, like, throw the fuck up. It was disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, so we watched that. (laughs) (laughs) We... We build off of each other too much. Like, we can't go to these heights. Like, when we're together talking about this shit, we just... We <laughs> annihilate. Uh, well, we just fucking decimated Tom, Tom Cruise. We're about to decimate a lot more than just Tom Cruise in this. I'm just saying. We were kind of... I don't know what, it, what happened before we watched the movie we're talking about tonight. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like we went into this movie and... We were think we were already expecting to hate it. No, okay. No. For me, let's just go ahead and start. The movie that we're doing is Friday, Friday the Thirteenth Part, Part 7, Seven: The, the New, New Blood. Blood. So great for title. great title, um, yeah. So for me, I was like, I remember like when we put this movie on, I was like. 
I'm so excited because, like, one, like, we heard bad things about part five, and me and Craig loved part five. Like, we really loved it. And we're also coming off yeah, part I, six. You nailed it. it. Um, Like, part five was the movie that I had just, like, always assumed would have been one of the bad ones because people rank it really low and they, like, hate on it a lot on, like, online mm-hmm. in, like, horror communities and shit. They, like, don't like that movie because it's got Roy Burns in it and not Jason. Um, and I was expecting, like, oh, it must be bad if everyone's saying it's, like, bad and they're Friday the 13th fans. And I fucking loved it. I yeah. thought it was, like, I was, like, happy to watch it. Um, so at that point, I was like, this movie can do no wrong. Or this franchise can do no wrong. And then, <laughs> and so the new blood game. Even though I knew seven wasn't the yeah the most best well received, I was like, it's it might be good. Like yeah. it's Jason in like his cool like peak form, you know? Yeah, or like it, maybe a little after it, but <laughs> yeah, we've reached peak Jason with part six, but part seven is a continuation of peak. Jason, I think. Because uh, yeah, definitely. Jason was the most impressive part of this movie. Like, I really loved the way that he was designed. But let's go, let's start with kind of like the background of this movie. So it was directed by John Carl Buechler. Bueller? Buechler. I'm not really sure what else he's done. Let's Buechler. see. Just say Buechler. Like, maybe it's pronounced like that just because there's this uh, author, Benjamin Buechler. Yeah. Buechler. Oh, he did um, Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master. No way. Which we watched. That, yeah. That makes sense, kind of. Yeah. Because they're, like, visually very similar and from the same era. Well, he also did movies. Halloween for... This is very interesting. Are you kidding me? So, the guy who did... Oh, wait. He's only done... Okay. He did did special makeup effects for these. And ghoulies. But he directed... He directed Troll 1. Troll? Holy fuck. He directed Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Wow, I I thought there were only two. I agree (laughs) with that. I had no idea. Basically, for the seventh installment of this series, um, Paramount wanted to seek out a partnership with New Line Cinema, which um, is the production company that has Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, And they wanted to do a crossover of Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, that didn't come into fruition until 2003 with Freddy vs. Jason. And this movie was made in 1988. So there apparently were several failed concepts for this seventh installment. And then the screenwriter Daryl Haney suggested to combine Carrie and... Jason and like make this like 
telekinetic teenage girl versus Jason Voorhees <laughs> installment for what the fuck ever reason, and that was the mind, concept. That mind you, this is nineteen eighty eight. Yes. And when did that that sissy spacek carry at movie adaptation came out like in the seventies for sure, like maybe seventy one. Maybe 69. 1974. Okay, so some years. It's, Carrie is not relevant anymore. It's been a minute. <laughs> Why do you want to make a movie where Jason fights a Carrie type? And it's like even the actress who plays the leading girl mm-hmm. in this movie, she looks like Sissy Spacek kind of. She's got blonde hair and bangs and like kind of a southern accent. Yeah. Like, sort of just, like, yeah, similar vibes. Um, but she's a worse actress. Yeah, she's a, she's no sissy spacey. Mm-hmm. She's really bad. Yeah, so it was a concept, for sure. And it was a concept that was approved and distributed to the masses. If and you, If you were, like sat me down and you're like all right craig you we want your input on like a friday the 13th movie and they were like list like every single idea you could come up with for this movie and pitch it to us i I don't think i would if i try to list every concept that could come to my mind i don't think i would ever arrive at jason versus Carrie. <laughs> that would never cross my mind. What would be some crossovers you'd like to see with Jason? I mean, I think they they wanted to do Carrie versus Jason or partially. Jason, or yeah. Carrie versus Jason concept partially because Freddy versus Jason was something that they were working on for years. Like that was like a fan like we want this to happen like fans were talking about it and there were like rumors going around that it was gonna happen it was like a thing that people just wanted for years before it ever actually happened and i think they knew that and like like oh but we're gonna do we're gonna do this instead because we don't have the rights to freddy quite yet (laughs) yeah um yeah so you know we got this movie um so Let's just get right into it. Um, so, the setting is Crystal Lake. Um, it is... Not Forest Green. It's not Forest Green anymore. They don't even really reference... I feel like... I think Jason is long removed from people's psyche at this point. Definitely. Um, So... We start the movie with a scene where there's a little girl and two parents that are fighting, and it's insinuated that the dad is abusive, and the little girl is, like, running away and gets in a boat onto the lake. Also, like, while this is happening, we see, like, little shots of Jason, like, basically right under their dock. So I guess the camp has been demolished again, and instead there's, like, a neighborhood right on the lake, because Uh Jason's right, like, right outside. So, 
this girl who is Tina Shepard as a child, um, Tina Shepard is the main character, the telekinetic bitch that we, (laughs) the bitch that we are forced (laughs) to watch a movie about. Um, and the dad like comes and he chases her kind of, but he's like, come back. And she's like, I hate you. I wish you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she basically like with her telekinesis, like, um, murders her father (laughs) by breaking the like deck thing that they have. And he was standing. Yeah. And forcing him to drown. And I thought that we were going to see, cause they kept, showing Jason, like, basically right there. So I thought we were going to see, like, him coming down and Jason, like, grabbing him and, like, snapping his neck or something. But it just was a completely separate drowning death. So. But they also made it seem like she was going to bring Jason up right then because there was, like, some bubbling in the water and shit. And it was just, like... Is Jason it's this one she's gonna unleash gonna be him? unleashed when she's a child and then he doesn't come and like kill her until later I was I was a bit confused by that I was like did this whole scene even need to happen, happen? Necessarily yeah at all for her to just she could have just been telekinetic and just brought Jason back up from the water right this is true but Later, you'll find... Yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So, flash forward, it's a few years later. Um, Tina has sought treatment for her telekinesis, and she's struggling with all the shit surrounding, like, the fact that she killed her dad accidentally. Um, So, her mom, whose name is Amanda, takes her back to where they used to live, where she killed her father, um, as part of a treatment for her. And she's there with her doctor, Dr. Cruz, who basically does like quote unquote experiments, AKA like he basically like verbally abuses Tina to get her to, be telekinetic and shit. Um, and that's basically that. Um, and there's a certain point where it comes to a head and she basically, like, goes out to the lake and onto the dock where she last, like, killed her dad, basically. And she's, like, wishing for him back. And she's, like, ruling with emotions. And basically, she brings Jason out of his chains and out of his watery grave and brings him back to life. And does she doesn't really realize that at mm-hmm. first. Right? She's like... Well, she's, she's like, dad, and then she's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then she, like, goes inside and basically, like, is like, I saw, like, a fucking... Like, she doesn't know who Jason is. She just was like, what the fuck is that, basically? 
And I think she just passes out. And then he, like, disappears. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. The plot in this movie. It It's wild. And <sighs> also, like, that's just later that night. Like, I'm reading this in order of, like, how Wikipedia told me to read it. But basically, like, I'm going to go back a little bit and explain that Next door to Tina, her mom, and this fucking doctor, there is a group of teens, <laughs> our cast of teens, for, um, they're, like, in this lake house, and they're there for this dude named Michael, <laughs> <laughs> whose birthday it is, and they're there for, like, a surprise party, so... And this cast includes Michael's brother. Cousin. Cousin. Which, like, it kind of, like, I thought it was his brother, too, but it's his cousin. So, it's this hunk, Nick. <laughs> there is Russell and his girlfriend, Sandra. There's Ben and his girlfriend, Katie. There's a, like, science fiction nerd named Eddie. There's a stoner, David, who literally packs, like... 15 joints yeah before, for like a weekend before the movie gets going you see him just like rolling the joints for the weekend i guess and he's just like sitting there just rolling joint after joint just packing them full in this like cigarette tin <laughs> and then um we have robin who's just like a tall skinny girl and there's Maddie, who has glasses, <laughs> and that's her personality. Um, and then there's um, Melissa, who's, like, the bitch of the friend group. So, Nick sees Tina and, like, introduces himself, and he's like, Hey, like, what's up? Like, blah, blah, blah. I think, like, Tina, like, drops her bag, and he, like, helps her pick up, like, her underwear and shit. And it's, like, God. all this shit. And then Melissa, who's the bitch, is, like, sunbathing, and she sees Tina, and she goes, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> is she talking about gentrification? Yeah, but it's, like, literally these three whiteies, like, it's just, like, the weirdest shit. Um, so, yeah. When so they don't even live in the neighborhood. Yeah. They're just there to party, right? Yeah, they're they're literally just, like... They're at a what lake a house. Line. Um, very weird line. Um, we watched like some of the extended scenes, and what was cut out of that was that um, one of the other girls was like sitting next to her sunbathing, and she just goes, "Melissa, you're such a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> they had to cut. Bitch. They cut that. Um. So, so that's like. Oh, and also just, like, some dynamics. So, like, obviously we have a bunch of couples, but Robin and Maddie are vying for the heart of David. And Robin is, like, it's, like, Maddie is kind of, like, supposed to be, like, nerdy. She has glasses, blah, blah, blah. And Robin is, like, seems kind of like she might be, like, a virgin. But basically they're, like, competing and Robin's, like, well, like... I'm, I don't really have much competition with you, basically. She's kind of, like, rude, and they're supposed to be, like, best friends, but she's like, yeah, Maddie, you need, like, an upgrade in order for 
like David to even consider you and shit. And I'm like, damn, these bitches are. Or no, she says you need some work. Oh yeah. Um. Also, a funny bonus scene that we watched was like this very weird scene where like the actresses that play these two characters like get a weird like like. Okay, so I'll describe it. Yeah. On the Scream Factory Collector's Edition box set Blu-rays, that's what we're watching this on. One of the special features, for some fucking reason, is this, like, straight from 2008, like, makeover video, like, reality TV style 30-minute, like, 25-minute video of the two girls, like, the rival friend girl. Frenemies. Well, they're friends. Yeah. Um, they, it's them two getting a makeover in reaction to the scene where she's told she needs some work done, and then later in the movie she, like, gives herself a makeover and says... Need some work done, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie has herself a glow up moment later in but the movie. <laughs> basically, they go to a fucking Hot Topic or like a Spencer's Gifts style yes. store and have the like extreme side swoop, like lanky, nerdy white guy give get, take them on a date and like style them. And I don't know. Yeah, it was. A- very chaotic to it watch. It was like 2008, like, mall emo. It's like mall core. Yeah. So, and these women already at this point are like well into their 40s at least, right? Mm-hmm. If it was... They're in their 40s 1988 at this point. to yeah. 2008. 2008. Yeah. So... <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was the weird. special feature I've ever seen on a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It felt like it It just, the tone of it was very, like, it kind of felt like YouTube. It was It was like if VH1 in 2008 <laughs> wanted to, like, for some fucking reason, do a makeover of yeah. these two random actresses. <laughs> like, that's what, it felt like a VH1 had, special. Yeah, or, like, it had the same, like, tone and production quality as, like, the show Next on MTV. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, anyways, those two <laughs> characters. So, anyways. Love that actress, though, that plays Maddie. Yeah, she's great. Um, Maddie, honestly, was, like, my favorite character of this movie. Yeah, So, um, let's go. let's go right back to where we left off. Tina. So this is later that night. Tina has unleashed Jason. No one knows what's going to happen. Literally unleashed him. By Literally. Way. He's still got the leash, the chain around his neck. It's just severed. <laughs> Jason is chain punk as fuck in this movie. Yeah. Um, so Jason stumbles upon um, the birthday boy, Michael. And his girlfriend, Jane. Um, Their car, like, breaks down. So, um, I'll go into the details of the kills a little later, but I'm just for now gonna say. um, Jason kills Michael and his girlfriend, Jane. Um, 
And then he also, like, randomly murders another couple that's just, like, camping in the woods. And (laughs) a notable kill with those two is that um, the girl is, like, waiting in the sleeping bag. Um, And Jason, like, grabs her in the sleeping bag. Drags her over to a tree and then whips her against the tree to bludgeon her head. Yeah. Um, that was pretty that's cool. a that's a good kill. That's that one cool. of the only good kills yeah, in there's this movie. N- yeah, I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, like Tina is having visions. Oh, Tina! Like also earlier that day. Sorry, this is like really discombobulated. Okay. So also earlier that day, like just to go back, um. Tina, like, met all of the teens and stuff. Like, Nick has a thing for Tina, so he, like, brought her around. That's when the pain... She dropped her stuff and, like... Yeah. Dropped her, like, Well, that's when she first got there, but, like... And he, like, established that he had, like, a thing for Mm -hmm. her. And then he invited her over, and she met the crew, and she starts... Tina starts having, like, visions... Of people getting murdered. Oh. I think the person that she saw. Wait, I, f- I remembered a thing we haven't mentioned at all yet that has already come up that's very important. Is the um, doctor, the scientist, who is like living with her. Like the yeah. reason Tina is in Crystal Lake is because her mom. So she was just released from like an institution. Mm-hmm. And her mom wants her to undergo some, like, experimental treatment from a psychiatrist, presumably, or something, who wants to study her and her gifts or her abilities yeah. or whatever. And But he's got this ulterior motive to, like, trigger these events and study the events themselves and, like... And harness sci- her power. Or something. And make, yeah. like, a scientific paper or something on that specifically, rather yeah. than... Sp- Help helping her, her yeah help her overcome it he wants her to do it more so that he can study it mm-hmm. so <laughs> this scientist it's like a con like he- he's either live in with them or like that's the only i don't know she he's in the movie a lot like every time she's around or her mom's around he's there so he's kind of like a father figure too like he looks kind of like her dad from the previous scene I thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, manipulating her. Yeah, and he's a dick. And he also, like, gaslights her a bunch. Like, there's... Trying to trigger her. Yeah, and there's, like, scenes specifically where, like, she knows that Jason... She saw Jason, like, rise from the lake, and she knows there's something wrong, and she, like, even saw, like... He, like, put a, like, spear or something, like, in their door. Like, Jason, like, left a little clue. And she's, like, and she saw it. And she told them about it. And then it disappeared. So then, but the doctor actually, like, hit it. And is, like, trying to make her, like, think that she's crazy. It's, like, this whole fucking thing. And he's a fucking dickhead. Um, But, yeah. Basically, like, Tina has telekinesis and she also can weirdly like see the future so 
basically she has this like vision. I think like um I think David like starts like kind of like I think a beer like explodes on him and he's like drooling or whatever from the beer and she sees Michael like Nick's cousin like bleeding from the mouth and she's like oh my god and everyone's like <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> um so that's like that's that um this movie it, sorry if the this explaining plot, is discombobulated the, it's it's the plot's bad most of the shit doesn't matter at all yeah like we're gonna go through the whole plot for you but basically the movie is there's a like generic character who's supposed to be like carrie she does generic carrie type shit in generic carrie type scenes where there's like talk it's like mom you know like mom daughter scenes and her freaking out and things happening when she freaks out like it's very generic carrie vibes she's like misunderstood and like people think she's a freak people keep calling her crazy yeah um yeah i mean it's like whatever we're gonna go through it but yeah it's discombobulated it doesn't make sense but that's also because the source material is just so weak yeah it's it's (laughs) grasping at straws so basically um Later, okay, so the following day, um, after Michael, his girlfriend, and the other couple in the woods get murdered, and Tina knows that something's going on, but no one believes her, I think Melissa gets hold of the information that Tina is, like, fucking, like, has come from a mental institution, so she, like says something about that like in front of everyone and everyone's like what and then (laughs) tina and nick like have this like weird conversation there's like a budding romance there blah 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 later that night um tina's mom finds out that the doctor like one hid the weapon that tina claimed she saw and then she also sees all of the evidence that he's exploiting her daughter. And Through she, tapes. Yeah. And she's getting, like, really pissed and shit. And Tina, I think, overhears, and she runs away. She gets in a car, and she's driving, and then she sees a vision of her mom getting impaled by Jason in the middle of the road. So she crashes the car, and... Meanwhile, the doctor and the mom go to look for her, and somehow Tina and Nick get reunited, and basically it's a, let's, let's, you wait here and I'll find, like, I'll find, I'll warn the fucking teens about Jason, Uh and she searches for the mom, blah, 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 blah. That's later. Let's go through, like... All, basically, Jason embodies every single person in the house, starting with Maddie, hard rip to Maddie. So basically, Maddie is getting, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to fuck this David dude. I'm going to get 
fucking ready. And she takes off her glasses. She does some makeup. She does a little something with her hair. Puts on like a short skirt. And then she goes into the woods. I think because she like hears something or sees something. And she's like, David, where are you? Um, unfortunately for her, it is actually Jason. Zombified. Zombified Jason. Jason. Fish. He really is fish-like in this movie. (laughs) Um, and... He looks like a crustacean. (laughs) (laughs) He chases her into this, like, shed. And she actually is pretty good at, like, maneuver... Like, she... Hides behind a barn door, and then when she notices that Jason's, like, coming back around, she scrambles under the barn door and hides behind the other barn door. And it really reminded me a lot of this game that I'm playing, Little Nightmares. Oh, yeah, it did. I was like, this is, like, Little Nightmares, and I'm, like, addicted to it. But She just kept going back and forth, though. That's her mistake. I feel like when she left the little room, she should have just darted for the door and just said, fuck it. Because she just kept going from one side to the other, mm-hmm. hoping he would eventually give up and yeah. walk away. Um, unfortunately, he does not do that, and he stabs her in the head. Through a wall. Through a wall. Um, another scene, I also think that we're doing this out of order, but it really does not matter, y'all. So basically, another scene is the couple, um, Russell and Sandra are going to go skinny dipping in the lake and Sandra like gets fully naked um and goes into the water um and while she's in the water Russell's like starting to get undressed and and he sees Jason and he at Jason axes Russell in the head um and Sandra was like underwater while this was happening so she like comes back up and she sees, um... Jason, not Russell. Yeah, and she sees, like... I think she saw, like, Russell's dead body on the beach. And then Jason is in the water. Oh, okay. And then we get, like, honestly, like, a very cool shot of, like, under the water. The camera is facing up, and we see, like, like... A shot of like this like naked legs tits and like basically badge of this fucking girl (laughs) jason's like swimming up yeah approaching the booty and then um (laughs) he drowns her so rip to her so then our next um victims are gonna be Ben and Kate were there in the car. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what they're doing. I okay, I, do I remember, I remember. Okay. Why are they in the car? They're going Everyone's, like, fucking, like, in separate, like, vehicles. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys rented a cabin, right? Just, like, find a room or something. Like, go to the bathroom. Yeah, for some reason, Ben and Kate are, like, forced to be in this trailer to have sex. Not even a trailer. I think it's just literally, like, a minivan with a mattress. I thought it was a Um, minivan or, like... So, they're, like, about to get busy, and they hear a little rustling outside, and they think that it's Michael and his girlfriend. (laughs) So, they're like, okay, we're gonna, like, surprise them or whatever. 
So <laughs> they they um open the door like and they go surprise and I honestly was expecting Jason to just like fucking like machete chop both their heads like right then. Oh my god. Um but that did not happen. Basically they they say surprise to no one and um Ben is like, okay, I'm going to go check it out. And Kate's like, no. (laughs) But Ben goes around and he sees Jason and Jason crushes Ben's skull. And then Kate is still in the car and she's like, Ben, like, you good? And Jason takes a party horn and stabs it through her eye. Um, So what sound does a party horn make? It's like, <laughs> did that sound effect play when, um, when he stabbed it through her head? No. <laughs> that would be fucking. Stabbed it through her eye. Yeah. Her. It's her left eye. Yeah, but wouldn't you say that the eye is a part of the head? Actually, I don't know, though. Because it's the head, the cranium. <laughs> Listeners, is yeah. your face... And I... Well, just to be more specific, it was her left eye. Oh, and then Jason does classic Jason where he sees a fucking, like, um, power box and he rips it out of the thing. So the power goes out yeah, in the house. Always. He does that in every movie, I yeah. swear to God. He, like, sees a group of people in a building immediately sneaks down to like the nearest wires and unplugs and just like fucks that up he just loves unplugging yeah the power needs to be out for him to be to reach his fucking peak you know yeah um so basically um david and robin have just fucked and david's going down to get a little snacky little midnight snacky and he opens the fridge, grabs it, and then basically, um, when he closes it, he hears something and he goes, Maddie? Which is very interesting. So maybe, like, he actually did have feelings for Maddie or something. Because that was the last thing he said. He was like, Maddie, is that you? He said Maddie, not Robin. So Maddie technically won. Just saying. <laughs> um, so, um, Team Maddie for life. Um, so, J- it was not Maddie. It was um, Jason, and he stabs David to death. Meanwhile, Eddie is unwrapping all of Michael's birthday presents. <laughs> and Jason thinks that's very disrespectful so he slices Eddie's <laughs> neck open wow <laughs> upstairs Robin is kind of like yo where the fuck is David trying to get trying to go for round two um and instead of finding David she finds his severed head and then she finds Jason and is thrown out of a window to her death. So then so those are all of the fucking teens just fucking death dead 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 goodbye. So then 
let's go back to Tina and Nick, who are back at Tina's house. Tina is like, I need to go find my mom. Nick is like, I need to go fucking, like, warn my friends. He says, stay there. Tina does not listen. (laughs) Tina goes into the woods. Before Tina can get to her mom, um, her mom and Dr. Cruz are out in the woods, and they stumble upon Jason in the woods. And Jason... Attacks them with, like, a pole, like, a fucking spear or something. Basically, Dr. Cruz, um, throws Tina's mom, like, onto this spear, using her as a human shield, and then runs away. But, slowly but surely, you cannot run from Destiny or Jason. Jason pulls up with a fucking pole chainsaw, and, which is, like... A chainsaw at the end of a pole, basically. It's like a circular saw. Imagine a weed whacker. So yes. you have you have a handle on one end, and then there's a long pole. This pole is especially long on this thing. And then at the end of that is a circular saw. And it's spinning. So it's it seems like a very inefficient tool. Mm-hmm. And one that is not often seen in, like... In, media, in practical use. In media. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a, a chainsaw. Everyone knows what that looks like. This is a thing that, like, seems very rare, but it's seen in this movie. It looks cool in Jason's hands. So, um, yeah, he gets sawed in the stomach. Mm. <laughs> Fuck you, Dr. Cruz. So he really proved to be a big bitch pussy at the yeah. end, didn't he? he fucking, I can't believe he did that to fucking Tina's mom. I know he sacrificed her. Yeah, he like tricked her for like literally nothing. Cause literally like l- two minutes later, he fucking died. I'm like, ugh. he like tricked her into like being a body shield. You yeah, know? just to just so he could live for like a few more minutes. Yeah, fuck that dude. So, Tina finds her mom's body. She is mourning, and then she somehow, I don't even remember how this happens, but basically, she, I guess she gets back to the house, and there's some sort of, like, way that she can use her powers to bring down, like, a wire or something and, like, electrocute Jason and then also crash, like, part of her house, like, down uh, onto Jason. Part of the friend's house, actually. Like, part of the neighbor's house. That's a funny scene when Jason's down in the puddle. He's in a mud puddle. Mm. And that's when she snakes the electrical wire into the puddle and it electrocutes Jason for a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, me and Craig were like, I mean, lightning brought Jason to life. Yeah, Jason runs on fucking bolt. This voltage. shit's not doing jack to Jason right yeah, now. Yeah, you probably just supercharged him. Exactly. He just needed a fucking... He just needed a boost. So, 
she's like, oh, I collapsed the house on him and electrocuted him, so obviously he's dead because this bitch doesn't know Jason. I think like she we know Jason. like we know Jason. So they go back to Tina's house. It's Tina, Nick, and then Melissa, who is the bitch. <laughs> um comes and Tina and Nick are like basically explain the entire situation. Melissa's like you're fucking crazy and she goes to leave. But Jason axes her in the face. And then what ensues is a struggle that basically winds up where Jason is unmasked. And we see his, like, fucked up face. And he looks scary. The way he's unmasked is she tightens Jason's hockey mask onto his head using telekinesis and mm-hmm. then his head is swollen water fucking damaged head starts like seeping white like pus and blood mm-hmm. i don't know that and that it like explodes gross. that's but a good then, one and then jason turns around you see the back of his head when the pus happens then jason turns around and yells and the mask explodes off his face while he's screaming and it looks like the mummy or something. Yeah. Um, I will say, Jason looks very fucking sick in this movie. Very sick. This is one of Jason's best looks, I think. Yeah. Um, so, they continue to battle it out. There's eventually a fucking, like, huge, a huge explosion of Tina's house for... For some fucking reason. Like, they blew all the budget on this fucking explosion. It's huge. And then, um... Tina basically is trying to kill Jason. Jason's, like, unkillable. But this is where it gets fucking weird. So, Tina's, like, on the dock. All hope is seemingly lost. Jason's about to fuck her up. And all of a sudden, her father, who she murdered when she was, like, eight years old, comes up and drags Jason into the depths of Crystal Lake. Not too unlike um, in the first movie yeah. when Jason comes out of the water. And in the second movie when Pamela comes out of the water. Yeah. And in the third movie, or wait, was it? Okay, wait. The second movie was. I don't. Oh, the second movie was Jason crashing through the window, but the third movie was Pamela coming, Pamela's corpse coming through the water. And then the fourth movie was Jason crashing through the window. And then the fifth movie was. Anyways. It was akin to that. It, it's it's another little self-referential part. Also, like, but notable. He, but he looked, he didn't even look wet. Yeah. Like, he came, he came out of the water and his hair didn't even look wet. I swear to God. It looked literally like. I can't, rem- I can't remember com- photographically. We, maybe we could get a picture. But he was still wearing his cardigan. Yeah. And, and like, 
he didn't look like Jace. Like, Jason comes out of the water, he's covered in fucking, like, tattered, swampy clothes, and everything is bloated. He looks like he's been underwater forever. This guy comes out of the water. He drowned, like, years prior. It should be com a corpse. And he looks fine. He literally looks like there's mud on him. And that's but his it. hair is still, like, fine. This dude looks completely normal. And he drags Jason back down into the depths of Crystal Lake. Then, the next day, the next morning, Nick and Tina are carried away in an ambulance. There's kind of a reference point where Tina is like, where's Nick? Where's Nick? As she's being taken away on the ambulance, sort of like when Jenny was being taken away on the ambulance. And then it just, um, like the last sort of like closing scene is someone finds Jason's broken mask in the wreckage and then the screen fades to black and we hear that and that speaking of that sound yeah oh the music was really music. fucking good in this okay let's so that now that we got the plot out of the way let's just like fucking dive a little bit deeper um one thing that we did notice was how good the music was in this and the soundtrack in or the score was very operatic i thought um, very epic, not, not super, like, I feel like, um, with, um, 3D, the, the music and score is a little, like, disco-y, basically. I would say the music and the design of Jason are the two best things about this movie. So, I would agree with that. Um, and some of the um, set pieces, yeah, and like the atmosphere is cool. With the there's some moody lighting, but overall, yeah, there's good shots. I would say Kane Hodder, who plays Jason, is probably the best thing about this movie. This is the first movie he's in, and he's a pretty iconic Jason. He does, like, the next three, I believe, mm -hmm. Friday the 13th movies. He's, like, the actor who played Jason the longest. And he's also kind of, like, really seems to be really invested in the character still. Mm -hmm. So, Kane Hodder is cool. Yeah. Jason was scary in this one. Yeah. He... So, shouts. Also... There were some scenes where, like, Jason jumped through a window. I remember a scene where he, like, galloped over a window. Like, broke into a window. Mm -hmm. Very, like, action-y. And there's a scene where Jason lights on fire. Like, Kane Hodder has a background in doing stunts. Um, he's a stuntman. So, he did his own stunts for this movie. So, like, and they can be more... They could be more elaborate because of his experience, I think. So they could, like, light him on fire. Yeah. There's a scene where he's, like, fully lit on fire. And he, like, busts through windows a bunch. He's underwater a bunch. 
Okay, so for Friday the 13th, part 7, we have 16 kills, not, well, 15 Jason-related kills, one Tina-related kill, maybe two, I mean, I wouldn't count, from here on out, Jason, like, does not die, basically, so I would not count, like, him being subdued by Tina's dead dad a death in in my eyes. I would say more like he's not. just trapped again. So let's just go through the deaths. Um, I just want to say for this movie, um, a lot of gore and stuff like was cut out. So there's a lot of like sort of like stab off screen, that type of Body treatment to later. it body lots of body reveals which are pretty cool um but yeah not super impressed but let's get into it yeah not a not a ton of um gore or like special effects gore yeah like most of the special effects just go into the look of jason with like the zombie look and the like cgi on his face i think and mixed with the practical effects when he takes his mask off. Yeah. So, number one, John Shepard, killed by Tina, drowned via telekinesis. <laughs> number two, Jane, who is um, Michael's girlfriend, was stabbed in the back of the head and then pinned to a tree with a knife <laughs> or some sort of, like, tent stake or something. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, tent stake, I think. Yeah. Then Michael was stabbed in the back by Jason. Dan, who was one of the people just camping, random people that was camping, broken neck by Jason. His was a body reveal. We didn't see him die. Um, <laughs> Judy was slammed against a tree in a sleeping bag. Russell, axe swing into the face. Sandra, drowned. Maddie, stabbed. Off, completely off screen. Off screen. Her body is revealed. You can only presume that she was stabbed, really. Yeah. Like, it's literally like he, you see him grab her and then like see the hook. Or whatever. Yeah, it's a hook. Like, how does that make... I guess, like, maybe it was, like, he threw it. Yeah, I don't know. But in her body reveal, um, her throat is basically, like, slit. Ben, um, Ben's head was crushed. Kate, Kate was stabbed in the eye with a party horn, which was a good one. David was stabbed in the stomach when getting snackies. Eddie was stabbed in the neck. Robert, Robin was pushed off of a window. Amanda was impaled through the back. Dr. Cruz, weed whacker to the stomach. Melissa Power, axe to the head and then smashed against the the wall so what was your favorite kill all right let's just go ahead and say the three so 
obviously sleeping bag mm-hmm. number one party horn number three and then the doctor kill with the interesting weapon the circular saw on the end of a stick kill I have a different I have different ones or a different order in what and I didn't put the doctor in my top because I wanted to see the doctor fucking like brutally murdered because he was like the vi- the actual villain. Well, I put that one in my top 3 because the look with Jason with that weapon is yeah. so iconic and the fact that he uses it to kill someone is so iconic to me like it's that that image I've seen at least a hundred times, like around the internet of yeah. him holding that um, weapon. That's, so it's yeah. it's less about like the special effects or how brutal the kill is, and just the fact that he used that weapon. The, all the and also that's just a testimony to how boring most of these were. That I'm like that one at least gets points because he has the cool weapon. That's fair. The other ones are so boring. Yeah. To me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say my number one was Party Horn to the Eye. <laughs> number two was Sleeping Bag. And number three, um, just cause it's like a fun jump scare, was, um, and also she was a bitch, <laughs> was, um, Melissa's axe to the head and smashed against the wall. And that's also when we see, like, Jason has entered the chat at this point with the final two people. So <laughs> I liked that one. Um, so Jason Voorhees' design in this movie, it's the only movie in the franchise with this look for the character. And it's very specific. So it's like, imagine all of the different like things that have happened to Jason in recent memory, there's the axe through the forehead from three, mm-hmm. which is like an iconic mark. If you if you mess up that, like the axe through the forehead on the mask, then you clearly don't know the series. Like <laughs> that one, but a lesser known one maybe that you see less is the uh, damage from part six on the face of the mask. With the motorboat, the mm-hmm. propeller mm-hmm. from the boat that gets turned on his face. Yeah. And that, like, completely destroys that side of the mask and exposes his teeth through his zombie skin. He's also a zombie. <laughs> and he's, like, a waterlogged zombie. Mm-hmm. So all of his, his like... Rib cage is exposed, his spine is exposed, yet he's still like dummy thick. And he's like leathery. He's like all like, he looks like a seal, like a baby seal. <laughs> he's got a rusty chain around his neck where it was, he was hung in part six and escaped in this one and it was broken, but still around his neck. Mm-hmm. His. Clothes are disintegrating, except for his pants are perfectly intact. Because he needs to preserve his thick-ass booty. Yeah. There's no way those pants are getting off at this point. Oh, yeah. Good Jason. Not peak Jason, but definitely plateaued at at peak. This is a good Jason, I it's would say. It's a good Jason. Um, what would you... 
Do you want to talk about Final Guy and Girl, or do you want to go straight to rating it? Well, the final couple mm-hmm. they both suck. This yeah. one dude's like a bonehead. Yeah, it's like a Chad and then like a Carrie knockoff, and that's basically... And none of the characters are really... Besides Maddie, I guess, our queen, like... Maddie is the only character that I give any thought to, and it's because she has one line that's interesting where yeah. she says, um, need some work, my ass. Yeah. And then, like, walks out the door. Like, that's the only, like, interesting moment any character has. <laughs> Literally. Movie. Everyone else is just, like, fucking... Either, like... You would, you would think a character... Who has telekinesis could do something interesting to make you remember them. Like, but, I don't know. Yeah. Like, this movie could be so good. And I don't fully hate it. I know you kind of fully hate it. I kind of fully hate it. I don't fully hate it. Like, I, I really like this series. And I like all of them. Like, even the ones I haven't seen. Like, I like all of them. I can, I just, no, I'll watch all of them at some point again just because it's it's part of the history of the series and it's like sometimes when you like watch a show you like watch the episodes you remember that you not liking or whatever still it's not the best but it's still friday the 13th it's like got some moments it's cool to see more jason Mm -hmm. that's my thoughts she was fun um I think, honestly, like, like I said earlier, I think I just was so excited for this one because we have been on such a roll and, like, Six is also, like, our favorite one and we were coming off that high and I was, like, excited to get back into it and I was excited to see a new Friday the 13th I've never seen before. So I think maybe I was just sort of disappointed because I had high hopes, but... It's okay. Like, it's still fun. We still see Jason. So, it's, this makes it's me think fine. of um, part six. We watched this um, interview that Christian Hanna Horror did on his YouTube channel. A live interview with Tom McDonald from part oh, six. Oh, yeah. And there was something Tom said in that interview where he was like, basically the only reason I got to make this movie was because the production house needed a tax write-off, so they were just going to let him blow some money. Yeah. And if it turned out making a profit, that would be good. If it didn't, whatever, we just needed the tax write-off. So yeah. it was like a risk-free environment for them to make that movie, and that's why he got to be so creative with it. But my thought is that after the final chapter, which is like the natural... Like, this is where the movie should end. They kind of, like, grasp for straws and a way to keep it going. And good shit comes from that, but, like, I would say from five on, they're still kind of trying to figure out, like, how do we get people to come to the theater to see this movie? And this was that Mm -hmm. part of that attempt. Um, The Tom McDonald talk was interesting just in terms of... um, like the series overall because 
he mentioned like audiences' reactions to that movie when it came out, and people thought it was too funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember Haley was like picked up a lot on the humor and how funny yeah. the movie was. Yeah, that's a good interview if you guys want to hear more Friday Thirteenth Part Six talk straight from the director's mouth. Definitely recommend. That was a cool watch. Um, okay, shall we rate this movie and give our final thoughts? Yeah. Um, what should our rating be? Ooh, okay. I kind of want to say, like, out of 15 joints that David, the stoner dude, (laughs) rolled and had pre-rolled for this weekend getaway. Okay. Do you vibe with that? Yeah, Especially that's... since we're we're coming off 420. Like... Yeah, 420 was yesterday. Yeah. Blaze it. Blaze one for the nation. Um, <laughs> okay, so out of 15 pre-rolled joints for a uh, lake house getaway, um, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a five. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. Basically, the highlights being Jason's design and the music. And the cinematography was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Maddie. Uh, everything else, um, and I'll just go ahead and give my thoughts. Um, characters, forgettable. Plot weird, final people suck, um, and kills, not, not ideal, and... Also, I think in general, it just has less kills than the previous movies. Yeah. I think part six and part five had 22 kills, maybe, around there. Yeah. This one only has 16. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just, uh, not, not my fave. (laughs) <laughs> what if I just puked everywhere okay what's yours what's my uh rating yeah I think so let me have this up maybe like I'll give it seven Why is yours slightly higher than mine? What did you see that I didn't see in this movie? So, I, I'm just thinking, like, if I gave it seven and a half. <laughs> you good? Yeah. If I gave it seven and a half, that would be, like, five out of ten. Mm-hmm. And... So, I'm just going to give it a little bit less than that, just because I feel like 5 is, like, completely neutral on it. Whereas all of the other movies in the series so far, I've been, like, positive. Like, clearly into the, I like this Mm -hmm. side of the spectrum. Yeah. This one, the things I like about it are really just that it's a Friday the 13th movie. It has some cool Jason shots, some cool, like, I don't know, like, Jason moments with 
the sleeping bag and the face mask explosion. So it's, it's really like as a movie, it's not it's not that great. Recommended for fans of Friday the 13th only, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's a watch it just to... My honest opinion is watch it to say you've seen the whole franchise. It's a once watch. I would not watch this again, personally. I would probably watch it again. I don't speak for Greg. (laughs) I'd probably watch it again. This is a rare occurrence where me and Craig disagree on something, so... (laughs) Well, we don't even disagree that much, like... (laughs) Craig's just more lenient <laughs> with his... So, okay, for instance, like, what were we watching the other day that I was, like, not into? Well, we, Cocktail? No, I kind of, like, enjoyed Cocktail <laughs> while it was happening because I like shitting on it. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Maybe, like, okay, you know the show The Circle, the reality oh, show? Oh, yeah. So, like, Haley watched, like, one episode of that, and I, like, sat through it, and... By the time we were, like, halfway through the next episode, I was like, okay, like, no more after this, please. I was like, I can't take any more of it. I'm like, I'll go, I'll just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just, like, be in front of the TV with this playing. Because I, I can't do shit like that. So that, that to me, this, I'd, I'd watch this movie over and over and over again just to not watch The Circle. Oh, my like, God. Honest to God. Damn. <laughs> Wow. But that's just me. That's so, an insult. That's how I feel about, like, I mean, the circle is not even that bad either. It's, it's just, just a mood. Like, I'm I don't just know. like, yeah. Yeah. If you're a Friday the 13th fan, you might find something you like about this yeah, movie. Yeah, maybe. It's just very tame by, like, the standards of the series. And there's not much nudity. There's, like, some, like, not so frontal boobage in the underwater scene you mm-hmm. get to see like her butt kind of and maybe like if you like a little bush throw, if you froze like the scene and zoomed in you might get to see like her bush or something but not really so basically no nudity very little gore most of the gore is like just through the zombie like appearance of Jason and body reveal shots where there's like a little bit of blood on someone's face Mm -hmm. like it's i would say the goriest it gets is with the uh eye yeah the party party toy through the eye but eye stuff is just already more disturbing yeah yeah this for something about the sleeping bag thing disturbs me a little bit yeah it was it was um to get whacked against a tree that would fucking hurt yeah man also people die instantly in these movies like yeah stabbed in the gut dead instantly you hit the ground you're dead like hit against a tree dead anyways okay that was mpgp podcast episode <laughs> 10 are we on the 10th episode i don't know i think we're on the 10th episode whoa should i confirm it yeah we're gonna quickly confirm <clears throat> Instagram, MBGP. Ooh, you're checking our Instagram to see if this is our 10th episode? Yep. 
very fascinating because maybe y'all should also look at our Instagram and follow it and like all of our posts and also comment on our posts and participate in our polls and join our community and our Instagram is mpgp underscore podcast and also if you're listening to this right now and you're wondering hey like listening on my current platform is cool but maybe I want to try to listen somewhere else we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube and you know we would love if you would rate and review us and as always Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Thanks for listening to our DIY pod crust. <laughs> um, I'm Haley. Craig. And bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>